This episode of the Screenwriter's Rant Room is brought to you by the Tyrota Finish Line Social Impact Script Competition. It's back for a second year in a row. The competition will again celebrate film and television scripts that seek to raise awareness and inspire change regarding urgent issues with critical relevance across our society now, such as racial, gender, or economic inequality, climate change, drug addiction, the broken foster care system, gun violence, and much more. The competition especially encourages submissions from historically underrepresented writers. The Tyrota Finish Line Script Competition runs from January 18th through June 10th. Please go to Film Freeway and learn how to submit your script. This episode of the Screenwriter's Rant Room is brought to you by the Finish Line Script Competition. In its sixth year, the Finish Line Script Competition is the only script competition run by ex-literary managers. Six-plus pages of actionable development notes are available to you, or you can submit your script as is. Scripts can be rewritten and resubmitted for free anytime throughout the competition. Over 40 mentors read and meet with the winners, and the competition staff itself works with many semifinalists on getting their material read throughout the industry. They are here to help writers succeed by improving your script along the way and making sure you get opportunities when your material is ready. So check out what's happening at finishlinescriptcomp.com, now open for submissions. I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have the guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. You guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. We keep it real, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it Wakanda forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know how we do it on the Rant Room. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. A uh, little disclaimer, Lisa Bolakaja, I think she's going to join us at some point. Chris Derrick is on script. So, you know, um, but regardless, we're going to have an excellent show. We got my man in the building today, <clears throat> Ben Johnson Jr. I said that right? That's 100% correct. <laughs> <laughs> All the way from South Africa, giving it to us. What's up, man? Welcome to the show, Ben. How you doing? Thank you so much, Elliot. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm really excited to be able to have a conversation with you today. Awesome. Thank you for inviting me. Indeed, indeed. I've been watching you on Twitter for a couple of years now, <clears throat> and um, I've been kind of like secretly admiring you from, a, from afar because you always got some good stuff to drop. You're very positive. I love being around other positive people, you know, and you're all about mm-hmm. helping writers, you know, and so... One of the things I want to talk to you about, we were talking about offline, is what it's like, you know, working from afar, you know, mm-hmm. coming from, mm-hmm. um, and you're in South Africa, you know, which mm-hmm. is, it's not like you can just drive to LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm very curious, and I'm sure a lot of other people will be curious to hear your journey, you know, and how yeah. you're able to survive, you know, um, yeah. and succeed and stuff from so from so far away. Cool? Yeah. Yeah, um, 100%. Cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, so let, cool tell stuff. us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the game. Um, yeah, uh, interesting question. You know, the thing is, the community that I come from in South Africa, and I suppose it is generally like that with uh, black people in South Africa, um, screenwriting and, and film is never something on the cards for me. It really wasn't something that was, was on my radar. Um, we come from a very sort of socially engineered society, um, and we, we've kind of been structured into pigeonholes. Um, like my community are mostly artisans, uh, builders and, and welders and teachers and things like that. Um, so I discovered screenwriting very, very late and purely by accident. And it was actually quite a shock to me. Um, I know it sounds silly, but I, I love film and television and I've watched thousands and thousands of movies, but never once did it occur to me that somebody was making money, earning a living, writing the stories, you know, and that, that somebody could possibly be me. I mean, I just, you know, you sit and watch and you enjoy but it's never, it's never a possibility. But in 2009, um, just by mistake, I saw an article in a local newspaper um, that offered an opportunity to uh, somebody to do a film course at one of our local universities. Um, it was a week-long course, and you kind of had to write in a motivating letter about why they should give you the opportunity. And out of our whole province, which is millions and millions of people, they were choosing 20. There's a long shot. So I took the shot, and a long story short, um, I got into hey, the course. Yeah. Can I interrupt you? Can you just pause for a second? I just have a little error. Let me just, just give me a second. Okay. All right. Do you mind telling just the, the little end of that story again? I apologize about that. Sure, sure. Yeah, so about in 2009, I, I, just by mistake, I was sitting in a doctor's office, and I saw a local newspaper. And it had a tiny article, probably like a four-line article, offering a course at one of the local universities on film. It was a week-long course. Um, and they were offering it to 20 people out of the entire province, which is like, we probably got about 10 million or 15 million in the province. So long shot, but I took it and I was one of the people chosen. So we spent a week learning about film. I mean, I didn't even know how to turn a video camera on. I didn't know where the on and off switch was, nothing. So I was like, absolutely green, right? Um, but they took us through everything from uh, camera work and, uh, you know, lighting, whatever, and uh, script writing, the whole thing. And we shot a short film of about 10 minutes. And I hated everything except the writing. And I thought I had to, I, I need to find out more about this. So I went to the Durban Film Festival for the first time. Mm -hmm. And they had a, a course there on, on having screenwriting as a career. And I absolutely fell in love with it. Absolutely mm -hmm. fell in love with it. Came home that afternoon, went straight to my wife and said, listen, I want to be a screenwriter. That's what I want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, like, you, you, you're quite old. you got kids and stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's not, might not be the wisest thing. But the thing about my family is they're tremendously supportive of me. And mm -hmm. so she gave me that support that I needed, and, and, and I started investigating, you know. And um, we have a, a body in South Africa, a government body called the National Film and Video Foundation. Okay. And their job is to try and promote film and filmmaking in South Africa. And they do educational courses, screenwriting being one of them. Um, but at quite a high standard, it's kind of at our honors level. So it's like a postgrad 
thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found out about this. Um, and I, at the time when this happened, I was living on a cattle farm, like out in the rural areas. <laughs> I mean, it was like a really... If 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 uh, you know if we're talking about a place that um, if you wanted phone signal you had to lie in your bed at a certain angle and hold your your hand up and then maybe like you got some signal it was like that Good and I decided yeah, it was really the sticks and I thought I thought no this is something let me give it a shot so I wrote the script it came out like in a few weeks it was there and I decided I was going to take it to Johannesburg to the NFEF and give it to them and ask him to make this film, right? So I got in a bus, two buses actually, traveled, I think it was 14 or 15 hours to Johannesburg, landed in Johannesburg. I had no idea where this place was. I mean, I'm telling you the, the truth. I just landed in Johannesburg. <laughs> By some miracle, absolute miracle, I, I end up at this place at like six in the morning Mm. I go and sit. I sit on the on on the pavement with the script in my hand, and I'm waiting there till nine o'clock when they open the place. <laughs> and as soon as the receptionist opens the place, I go in and I like slam the script down onto a desk and I say, "Look, I've like I've written a script. You guys need to make the story." And she's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 dude! That's like not how it works. Let me try and explain." So she was very gracious. And she took me through the process, filling in application forms, and I went back home. Never heard from them from about three months. Then I got a letter, um, and the letter said, uh, you have absolutely no idea what you're doing, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but we think you've got potential, and we'd like to give you an opportunity. So they invited me to come and do this course in Johannesburg. And what that meant is going up by this, with those same two buses to Johannesburg, 14-hour trip once a month, spend uh, a weekend doing workshops and screenwriting, come home and work. And I did that back and forth for over a year. Um, And it was quite a a weird thing because when we first introduced ourselves, again, it was a group of just 20 people, this time the whole of South Africa, right? Um, And we went around introducing ourselves and people were like, I'm a producer on a television show. And, you know, I'm in charge of a television show. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, Ben, wait, are we taping this? Like, this is good stuff. Like, (laughs) okay, okay. Keep going, keep going. It's like. (laughs) Hi, Lisa. Um, So, 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 yeah, they go around and like, I'm a television station manager and I've been writing for 10 years on a program and they came to me and I was working in a hardware shop packing paint, you know, so it was like. Uh, you know, when I said that, I work in a hardware store, the whole room burst out laughing because, like, what is this guy doing here? He's wow. taking up somebody's space or whatever, you know? Right. Um, and, and the whole course, I had a particular woman who befriended me in inverted commas, right? Um, but the whole course, she told me exactly that. What are you doing here? You're useless. You don't know what you're doing. Uh, you know, why are you here? You can't write. Wow. I had this the entire wow. year of study, wow. right? And then we, we did our exams, and then the final thing was they got a room of real producers, and we had to pitch a story we had been working on. And as it turns out, I was like the last person to pitch. So I was <laughs> petrified. Literally, my knees were shaking. These guys knew what they were doing. They had audio visuals. I had nothing, you know. And had this woman next to me the entire pitch session saying, look at your script. You, you don't know what you're doing. And I got up. And I started my pitch, and I was one sentence in, and I heard one of the producers say, wow, now that's the story. Yeah. (laughs) And that that was the first time I actually believed I could write. 
Mm. First time, right? Skip forward two or three years, and I'm at the Durban International Film Festival again. The festival is over. Um, they're taking down the stands. I'm walking down the hotel stairs. And I turn to my left, and there's a woman next to me. And as she sees me, she recognizes me. Mm. And she says, it's you. you the guy. And I'm like, what, what guy? What did I do? <laughs> I said, you the guy. You're the guy that pitched that story in Johannesburg. I was one of the producers, and I remember you. She said, what are you doing? And I said, well, you know, I've, I've, I've been working on some of my own stuff. I've done some script editing. I'm, I'm, I'm hustling, basically. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to break in. She said, right. have you written for TV? And I said, I've never done that in my life. She said, I'm going to call you. Give me your number. And everybody wow. says that, right? Everybody <laughs> says that. So I, I didn't even worry about it. About two weeks later, I'm at the mall with my wife, and she phones <laughs> she says, look, I've, I've, I've got this show, and I want you to write on this show. I think you've got talent, right? But you need to be in Johannesburg tomorrow. And that was it. We just dropped everything, <laughs> stuck some stuff in a bag, flew off to Johannesburg, and that was my first show. And since then, I think what, I've, what, I've, I've been on that um, That was a, it was a drama. Mm -hmm. um, it was a 13-part drama. I'm trying to remember what the actual name of the show was. It was so long ago. Um, <laughs> I don't think I can even remember. If I remember the name, I'll tell you. Um, okay. um, but yeah, that was the first one. Uh, mm -hmm. The first one, I, you know, I'd, I'd learned, I kind of cut my teeth on, learned about storylining, learned about writing for television, which is such a different format to doing features and things like that. And I haven't really looked back. Uh, it's okay. been about 13 or 14 shows since that now. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of where I am in my journeys. You know, at the moment I'm 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 head writing. I still I'm I'm comfortable between feature and and television. I'm very comfortable in both spaces. So I'm doing both at the moment. Right. Um, I I just I just picked up a, a job this week uh, for a new thirteen part uh, that's coming on on South African television. So I'm busy with that at the moment. Busy mm -hmm. hiring writers, putting together the Bible. And I've got a couple of feature uh, film projects I'm working uh, on as well, also paid features. And then I've got some stuff that I'm working on with my manager, my own uh, original stuff, um, some pilots and a, and, a, and a feature that I'm trying to get out as well. So it's, it's a pretty busy time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's productive. You know, you don't always see the success. Everything takes a long time. So you don't always see the success of it straight away. But you work, you work in faith. You keep planting the seeds. You keep doing the work. Um, and, 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 and waiting for stuff to happen, you know, um, and, but the good things are happening. I can't say they're not. So, so yeah. let me, let me ask you a question. So <clears throat> I know one of the things, by the, by the way, welcome Lisa Bolacaja is here. <laughs> What's up, Lisa? I am good. You guys must've started right ahead. I was like, wait, they're already in mid conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I call everybody and Ben called me and I went, oh, let me hit play. Lisa. Gotcha. Okay. On. I went, oh shit, yeah. it's 11. Yeah. And I went, so I just you. <laughs> no, I literally, I just sat here and I, I started burning my little, I have my little altar up here, my ancestral altar. So I put my little incense, you know, I fed the answers to some good rum. I got the good rum, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, do my little libations and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I should be hearing that ring any moment now. And then I pop on. I'm like, oh, my God, they're talking. Like, it's only 11-something. What's happening? <laughs> so, yes. So, good to see you, Ben. I'm excited for you to be here. Excited nice to, to be here. Nice to meet you as well, Lisa. Yes. So, so continue. Continue. Yeah, yeah. So, I wanted to ask you, Ben, one of the questions mm -hmm. I know we're going to get a lot of is, like, what is it like working there? 
So when you say you're a head writer there, does that mean showrunner there? Or what does that mean in, in, in compared to what we do here? Like, how does it work? Tell me how TV works there. Okay, so, so um, a lot of our television, most of our television uh, opportunities come via our local broadcaster. Um, so we've got a we've got a, a, a government broadcaster, the SABC, South African Broadcasting Corporation, and a lot of a lot of the work comes from them. We also have Mnet, uh, which are, are, are pay-per-views, um, and just now we have uh, probably in the last three or four years we've got um, South African shows getting onto Netflix, Showmax, things like that, those kind of streaming platforms, right? Um, but most of the work comes from the local broadcaster, and most of it is in long form. So we're either writing telenovelas or, or soapies. And the reason for that is um, they try to provide sustainable work for people. You know, um, so it's, it's, there's a lot of people wanting to be in the business. Um, and just to make it sustainable, they try and do long forms. Um, all, our, all our slots, especially on SABC, there are no one-hour slots, which is a bit strange, right? Um, so everything is, is a half an hour, actually 24 minutes if you take in account two adverts. So you're writing to 24 minutes all of the time. So even when you say you're doing something like, like drama, um, you're actually breaking it up. Uh, like if I'm saying 13 eps, I'm actually thinking that the first two eps kind of kind of feel like a like a one hour and I've got to find my midpoint. So there are different structural ways okay. of working. Yeah. Um, the other thing that, that that's that's uh, quite interesting about how the way it works here, um, I'll talk a little bit about television, then a little bit about um, sure, sure. Um, our, our feature, our feature kind of process as well. So the broadcaster, the broadcaster will put out um, a call for shows. So they've got programming, right? And they need know they need to fill so many slots or whatever the case may be. They know this show is ending then. So they will pull out, put out a, a call. And then uh, producers, um, if you get a producer that's kind of like a, a creative as well, they may have ideas that they want to pitch to the broadcaster. Or they will find a writer like me with ideas, we'll team up We'll go in, uh, you know, I'll do some kind of pitch document and I'll be in charge of the verbal pitch. We'll go in, they'll do the, they'll do the budget uh, and, and the logistics kind of thing. We'll do a pitch to the broadcaster and then it's like, uh, it's a process of sorting down to a short list um, and then those people get called in and then, uh, you know, you either win the tender to do it or not. Um, that's kind of how our procurement um, works uh, with television. With, with feature film... <laughs> It's a little bit different and it's really weird. You know, it's, uh, um, I've been fortunate enough last year to be signed. I've, 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 now, I've now got a, a manager in LA and he has to keep correcting me because I'm so used to our way of doing things. Because basically what happens here is the producers make stone soup. I, I, I don't know if you know that story of stone soup. Right? No, no, tell it so to us. Yes, okay, yes, so yes. So, go ahead, tell it, tell it, tell it. So, so the, the story of stone soup is this dude pitches up at a village, right? And he's got nothing. He's hungry. He's like, he's, he's destitute. Um, so all he has with him is this pot. So he pitches up in the, in, in the middle of the village. Um, he builds a fire. He puts a pot in the fire, puts some water in, um, and he gets these, these four or five stones and he puts them in the pot and he's stirring and he's stirring. This is like in the middle of the village. And after a while, people start gathering around and they're like, what are you doing? And he says, you really don't, no, but I'm making the most delicious thing here. This is called stone soup. And people are like, 
We've never had stone soup before. He said, it's the most <laughs> awesome thing you've ever tasted. But you know what would make stone soup even better? A couple of potatoes. And the guy's like, fine, Ooh, just wait. He runs home, gets some potatoes and brings them, chops them up in the, in the pot. Next guy, what are you doing? And so on. He comes with his chicken. He comes up. And the next minute, they've made a meal. But really, what is the contribution of the cook being? It's been the pot, the water, and a couple of stones. So the reason I'm saying that is because That's that brilliant. is what That's it's brilliant. like here. So I'll have a producer call me up and say, Ben, do you have any stories? And I'm like, yeah, I've got tons of stories. I've got a computer full of stories. Well, I hear Netflix is looking for blah, 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 blah. Do you have anything like that? And I'm like, yeah, I've got something like that. Okay, well, send it over to me. So what they do is they take your project and they will use your project to procure funding, right? Um, and now I've got my manager saying to me, what are you doing? Nobody's put money on the table. You know, that's not how it works. That's exactly what I was thinking when you said it. I was like, you're not supposed to pass? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. But the, the thing is, the question you're asking is, what is it like being a writer? How does it work here? So you've got all these desperate writers in South Africa, talented writers, but desperate writers who want to break in. So they're willing to do that. They're willing to take the short end of the stick uh, if it means a break, you know. So um, even as far as our guild, you guys have a fantastic guild here. I know you just came out of a strike and you, you, we have a guild here, but it doesn't function like the American guild. In other words, um, they don't protect the rights of the writers. You know, they do a lot of other stuff. They run like training courses and this and that. But that bargaining power where you're able to say to the industry, whoa, stop, things aren't being done correctly. Um, let's re-look at this and nothing will happen till we say it's okay. They don't do that for us. So essentially, if you are a writer in South Africa, um, you can't, it can't just be about the writing. You have to be an entrepreneur. Um, you have to be astute in business. You have to understand contracts. Um, all of you know how to negotiate. All of those types of things, you have to it, be able to do it. It is all yeah. the same here, though, minus, minus yeah. the fact that we don't, well, a lot of people still do that exact thing you're talking about where you'll meet a producer and they'll go, give me that document and they'll take it. A lot of people still do it. It's just shunned upon because we mm. want people to pay for that. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I just wanted yeah. to also just add, it was not a strike that we had, just to be clear, because sure. a strike is something we all come together to do and, you know, people mm -hmm. could scab and everything. This mm -hmm. was more of us coming together and letting them go until they signed this deal. It was an agreement ah. that we all came together. <clears throat> it just okay. went on so long and it caused so much havoc in the industry. It felt like a strike, mm. you know. Mm. But if we would have did a strike, mm. it would have been bad. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? mm. but yeah. Because people were still working, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just to be clear. Yeah, so uh, sure. So, so that's kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of how it works. That's how you get into work. You know, um, we also we also quite aggressive with with giving writers opportunity and training people and mentoring people. So, if I'm putting a, a room together, that's normally one of the requirements that we take young young writers, bring them on as interns, mm -hmm. let them learn. You know, let them shadow the other writers. Um, so that's another thing. That's that's one of the good things that are happening in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's 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 kind of how it how it works in terms of, of getting in. And for yeah. for a thirteen, you said thirteen episodes is about what they do. Mm -hmm. So for a thirteen yeah. episode show, how many how many weeks are you guys usually in a writer's room building those shows? 
That's another weird thing. So, so for instance, it, it really depends on the the transmission date given by the the broadcaster. Okay. And 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 so so we reverse engineer from whatever that transmission date is, um, and then we try and so so for instance, like now the one that I'm busy with, they'll say, look, um, we we need to be in production by June. So you have till the end of May to give us 13 scripts. Can you do it? Got it. So, so, so that's kind of it. But it, it, it varies. You know, it's, it's like sometimes you get a really fair amount of time. Other times um, you like against the clock all the time. I right. mean, I worked on a, sh- a show where as we were writing, they were busy shooting and they were... Uh, showing, you know, putting out on, on television. So oh, wow. it was happening simultaneously. It was like we were like that close. Um, and that's quite, that's quite hectic. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you fall behind with the writing and it's, and it's like almost, it's like game over, but we were pulling very long hours to try and get it, uh, keep up and not, not let the machine, machine chew us out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so it, just, it just depends. I, I think the rule of thumb here, at least most of my friends and shows and stuff that I've worked on and that we try to do, you want to be at least like four or five episodes up. So, that, yeah. so even if you have to play catch up, you still are at yeah. least two, two away in that case. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that, that makes, yeah. Do you, do you guys yeah. usually write all 13 before you shoot most of the time or are you write like five and then production starts and you guys are still writing? Yeah. As production? Um, traditionally um, we'd like to finish all 13 scripts before we start. Um, but the last last couple that I've worked on, what we've tried to do is we've tried to to start at least pre-production on the treatments. So we get the the, the thirteen treatments done, but they're very highly detailed treatments, right. um, and we normally do them in final draft, so you can schedule off them and everything like that. Uh-huh. Um, and they can start with pre-prod, and we can get going from there. Um, but normally uh, we do them in blocks, depending on how many writers I have. If I've got six right. writers, I'm doing a block or six or whatever mm-hmm. uh, every week. That's how we push out. Yeah. Yeah, I figured, I figured on that because I'm assuming how, – how fast do you guys usually shoot? Because you, I'm assuming you block shoot. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so you sometimes doing more than one episode in a week because of the block? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, okay, absolutely. Yeah. Um, also, the other thing is it uh, depends on how many units you have on a show, right? It depends on how many units you have a show. Um, it also depends on our, our interiors, exteriors. Sometimes we have a unit shooting exteriors while one is doing more studio stuff for interiors. It just, it just right. depends on how it works. Uh, right. We normally try and work two blocks at a time. So mm-hmm. while, we, while we're shooting, um, we've got people uh, prepping for the next two blocks, and right. we, that's, that's kind of how it works. Uh, That's good. Yeah. Keep, keeps yeah. that machine rolling fast. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you. So, have you have you had to shoot in the last year during during the Rona, and and how is it there? Has it affected you guys and stuff like that? Um, yes, we've had we've had to. You know, the thing is that um, the show I was working on last year it was it's a massive it's a massive show. It was a, it was a, a telenovela. It's a daily. Um, so there's so many there's so many jobs and and when you're talking about jobs you're talking about families attached to that right. that the the producers just felt we have to kind of 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 pare it down um, so there had to be changes in the writing room and the way we were writing and those kinds of things um, COVID measures came on to set um, you know sanitization the hands mm-hmm. the 
whatever the case, keep keep it keep the the the, the complement as small as possible. You yeah. know, keep the movement as as little as possible. Um, and even in the way I'm I'm thinking about writing at the moment, even with my features, it's very small cost. You know, minimum locations. Uh, rather, rather, yeah, go for depth. Unless you, you're going out into like. Uh, maybe to go and shoot in in the bush somewhere, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if it, if it's like city locations, two three locations minimum, rather go deep on the character. Okay. Just just be conscious of those kinds of things, you know. So, but we 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 seem to be weathering the storm. We seem to be ticking over as an industry. We are so. Nice. Yeah. Can I can yeah. I fan? Go ahead. Can I can I fan girl for a moment? <clears throat> uh-huh. Okay. So Ben, one of my favorite shows on Netflix, and I saw the movie first, and then I watched it. it was fifty. <laughs> I love that show. Listen, listen. I don't know what your experience was writing on that, but I'm just saying. I'm just talking respectfully. Uh, as that's so a sweet. Viewer. You made my day. No, listen, listen. I watched the movie first because you know I watch yeah. a lot of Spanish. I love. I watch a lot yeah. of like international films and TV shows. Sure. And sure. I and I finally found where I can change my VPN. I found some other okay. outsourcing so I can watch other yeah. stuff. But luckily yeah. for me. Netflix be spying on me <laughs> with the algorithms and the metrics. And so normally I'm watching all kinds of like my thing now yeah. is like sweetest shows. I've gone through my Korean phase. I'm watching everything. And so oh, I've, been yeah. watching, I've been watching a lot of films from Africa, in particular Nigeria, South Africa. And so yeah. the metrics on Netflix has now been saying, oh, since you've been watching all this African stuff, Let's mm-hmm. give you all the stuff that we have. And so, like, a couple of years ago, I watched the movie 50, and I loved it. Oh! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. I thought, my God, this would make a great TV show because I really enjoyed the characters, and I just really enjoyed, mm-hmm. you know, some older, beautiful black women doing their thing. Yeah. And yeah. then the series came out, and I was, and here's the thing about Netflix that I get mad about. When there's a TV series I like from Africa, if you don't give me at least two episodes or two seasons, my feelings yeah. are hurt. <laughs> luckily, luckily for me when they have 50 as a tv series because i was like perusing and this is oh you might like this you know you watch this you might like yeah, this yeah, yeah. So that, when that popped up on netflix i watched the tv series and i loved it i just yeah. i don't know there's something and you know with most shows it's like it's hit or yeah. miss right. and i watch a lot of a lot of shows that are coming out of africa and Hollywood and <clears> south <throat> africa and, <throat> stuff. and 50 was just one of those that just I just loved it. And the fact that mm-hmm. you actually wrote it there, it was just like, that's awesome. So I'm just saying, as somebody from way over here in San Diego, California, <laughs> I love that. And I love what, you know, the African film industry is, is, is putting out. Because a lot of times we have, you know, movies that we watch. And a lot of times people have these perceptions about Africa, the continent itself, let alone mm-hmm. the different yeah. And yeah. to be able to watch these TV shows... It's like watching your cousins across the pond. Like, what y'all doing Absolutely. over there? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and watching that show, it was like, it gave me a feeling like, oh my God, we have these aspirations, yeah. the clothes, the hair, yeah. just, yeah. it yeah. felt like a, a nice family. It had the drama, it had all the messiness that I love with soap operas yeah. and all that crazy <laughs> stuff that I love. Like, yes, girl, get them, get them. But it's a fun, it's a fun yeah. show. So I'm letting yeah. you know as somebody who's often a writer, you. but also a fan of watching films 
I'm just so yeah. proud of what you guys are doing over there because it, it just Thank gives you. us. Thank you. So she always this too. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like I just I, and, and like I, like I'm mad right now because the Rona is messing up. <laughs> yeah. My South, yeah. my South African film and and West African film input because it's like I got shows I'm waiting on. Yeah. And anyway, I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to fan, take a moment to fan uh, and to say thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Wrote on that show and that just to let you know that your cousins over here, we are watching what you guys are doing. <laughs> and we appreciate it. We appreciate thank it. you, ma'am. Thank you so much. But no, carry, it was, on. It was a, carry, yeah. carry on. Yeah. No, it was, it was a very positive experience. You know, it was really a fantastic experience. And the reason why is we had three Nigerians in the room with us. Mm. Um, so it was such a beautiful collaboration and they're such amazing people. Um, you know, the, the thing I find about them is no matter how talented or experienced they are, they're incredibly humble people. Mm. Um, you know, they, they, they never share stuff like from a point of ego or arrogance. Um, they're always willing to listen to you. And the relationships that I've formed there have lasted. Um, you know, I've written on a number of shows with, with one of the, the ladies there. Um, the, other, the other writer and I, we talk all the time. We're good friends. And funny enough, last week, the showrunner, the showrunner gave me a call to ask what I'm doing. He's got a he's got another show that he, he wants to do for Netflix. So mm. I, I I'm 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 possibly <laughs> going to be involved with that one. So I'm I'm quite excited. So yeah, mm. it's good. You need to look after your relationships. It's important yes. in in the business. Very very important. You know, people under Listen. underestimated. Listen, if you ever, I mean, I'm, I know I'm going to bludgeon her name, but I love her and I've seen her in so many films. Um. Oh God, Ari Toyola, is it Dole? Yes. Do yeah. Doyle? Yeah. Yeah. I love her. So if you ever in your life run across her <laughs> or you're at a shindig somewhere and you happen to see this sister, go up to her and tell her that Lisa Bolotaja <laughs> in San Diego, California loves her and everything she does. Because I know when she's passing something, shit yeah. is about to go down. It's about to go, go down. down. <laughs> Hair clothes like if i see her in the movie or if i see something on there and it's like look, i look at netflix like who's in it and i see her i'm like yeah. baby it's about to be some drama <laughs> she's going to give me hair she's going to give me body she's going to give me fashion she's going to give me tune. i'm just saying if you ever see her just let her know she's got fans over here and we're uh, waiting for everything that she's coming up with because i love her she's amazing ben, ben uh, yeah, that's sister. he didn't want to tell you but oh that's just <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, i'm just playing <laughs> but no there are so many of those actors over there yeah. that i love and i really yeah. wish that i could see them other things outside of africa sure because there's yeah. such a wealth of talent like like i said yeah. Uh, there's the other show that's in South, that series, I, oh God, what is it? Blood and, oh my God, I've been telling people about it a couple years ago, but I'm waiting for another season. But there's so many talented actors and writers, and I just, I just want more people to watch and just see. And it, like yeah. I said, it, it changes perceptions, and it, it also does. gives us an outlet to see more talent and give us more content mm. that's just different and mm. amazing. So mm. you're on the right track, man. Keep doing you. <laughs> Keep doing hey, you, doing your thing. Thank you. I have, a, I have another you. question for you, Ben. Sure. So, like here, it's very expensive to shoot, right? Mm. What is it like there? Like, do you guys have more access? Are people, like, for example, when you have to shoot on the streets of Johannesburg, for example, is it easier to block off? Are people more willing to let you guys shoot? Or do yeah. you have to have lots of security to block it off? And Lots of permits and, yeah, and all that. Is it, 
Yeah, we, we, we do. We, I mean, we all, obviously we need permits and things like that. But to to see uh, to see people shooting in Johannesburg and even Cape Town is is, is not really a big deal. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think the key is choosing your spots carefully. Look, um, South Africa is a very high crime area. Um, we 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 I've I've got friends that have gone to shoot and been hijacked of all their equipment. Guys have come wow. on onto the site with guns, taken everything. You know, left them with nothing. Right. It happens. You know, it's, right. it's, people are desperate here. Yeah, they do desperate things. So you gotta you gotta you gotta be a bit circumspect when shooting. Normally, we employ uh, security companies um, to watch. Uh, your back while you while you're shooting because I mean it's obviously such a uh, intensive thing you can't be paying attention to what everybody's doing around you, you need to be paying yeah. attention to what's happening so um, yeah we normally we normally move with security um, and we just watch which areas and it's it's kind of also like thinking well we'd like to shoot there but what can we sub what kind of looks like that and we can get right. the same feel without being there all of those kind of things but we also do a lot of interiors and a lot of studio stuff here um, unfortunately okay. especially in the television in the television kind of scenario mm-hmm. um, uh, it's cheaper to work in a studio obviously but you don't sure. get the same production quality um, right. we'd love to be able that to realism. do more yeah. yeah absolutely but it always comes down to to the bucks right it comes down to money you can only do what you can do and it's like i used to be very critical of it and then you when you're working on the inside of the of the industry realize what kind of constraints guys are under you think it's a miracle that i actually made what they made mm-hmm. with what they had you know it's like really tough you're working yeah. on like really uh, really tight timelines very tight budgets but having said that and I know I'm sticking my neck out here. I've always believed that we can do more with what we have. You know, it's right. like I right. feel like we can do that. I think that we need to be more creative in the way we do what we do with what we have. Right. Um, the answer is not always throwing more money at it or whatever. It's just like really being, especially starting right in the writing room and making sure that we're telling a high quality story right. and not uh, regurgitating what we've done in the last four or five shows, mm-hmm. which is kind of, uh, I don't know what it's like there, you know, but here okay. there can be a, a, be a trend and it's like, it's very, and it's a weird thing, you know, you let, um, like I, I just had a like last week. Uh, um, like I said, I was hired to write this thirteen um, ep thing. And um, when you talk to the producer, the producer will always say the same thing to you, which is, "We don't want to do what's being done. We don't want yeah. to do run of the mill. Mm-hmm. We want to do something special. We want to we want to really you know produce something of quality." And everybody says that, but then that kind of that kind of breaks down in the process, you know, it breaks right. down and it starts breaking down in the writing room. And unfortunately, I'm developing a bit of a, a reputation for being very demanding in the room, you know, <laughs> like being whole. Uh, but Ben, 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 is it, is it demanding or is it just being assertive and what you need? Like, you know, like, <laughs> and perceptions mean things, like, is yeah. it really demanding yeah. or it's just like, I expect these things to be done, and we need to handle this because we are a professional thing, and we need to handle our business. Hey, Lisa, like, I think I think Ben's turning to Oliver Stone now. He thinks he's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there is nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You got, if yeah, you have is. a vision, you got to see it through. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. No, 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 no. Agreed, Lisa. And it is, even beyond that, for me. So, so for instance, when a producer hires me, um, I, I, I am putting myself on the line by saying to him. 
-hmm. I understand this is the product that you want. I promise you we will deliver this product. Mm. I've said that I've made that promise to him. I've made it in, in the contract and I've made it, um, you know, in, in, in verbally in our relation. That's what I say. Right. Then if, 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 if we're not producing that on paper, that's on me. I can't, I can't be pointing fingers. So it, it really it starts in the writing room with us as writers requiring more of ourselves because that's, mm -hmm. I suppose, the other thing. You know, it's like if we're really professional, you don't need – your showrunner, your head writer to be to be at you saying, what's this? You need to do better, lift the standard. We mm -hmm. should be doing that for ourselves. We should right. be pushing ourselves because uh, being South African, being from Africa, I feel like we've got the talent, we've mm -hmm. got the stories, but we have to lift the standard. And people hate it when I say that, but I'm just, I'm just talking right. facts. We yeah, need to lift the standard. Be yeah, real. we got to, I mean, it comes down to small things uh, like it's, 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 and, 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 I hesitate to say this again, but I'm a, I'm a very straightforward person. You know, it comes down to 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 being disciplined or being lazy, because mm -hmm. you know the 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 thing about me just kind of just writing on the nose dialogue because it's the easiest thing to do, or really taking my time to think through that scene and figure yeah. out what is the best way here. Is it dialogue or is it something else? And then. Having said that, I do understand because I'm asking the scriptwriter to give me a script in three days or two days, mm. right? So, right. so, 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 so you, you start off in the process, and 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 it, it's always you know uh, hunky dory at the beginning, and and we have all these timelines, and I'm saying to the writers, listen, you have a week to deliver a script, but we're halfway in now, you've got two days and three days because there's pressure in other areas, and you, I have to also be gracious and think, well. Can a person deliver in two days what they could deliver in a week? And the answer is absolutely right. not. Absolutely not. So there's, right. there's all these tensions and these forces that are, are, are happening, not just in the room, but in and around the room, you know, mm -hmm. uh, conversations and, 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 and pressures and all of the, that I have to manage and still try and make sure that I, I get the best quality that I can out. So often like I'll sit and I'll, you know, and, and my family can also be, be, be critical of South African television. And I'll say, no, they'll say to me, what is this nonsense that you guys are writing, you know? And it's like, I'm, I'm like, you got to understand. You know? You're, like, you're like, look, don't be judging me. I'm trying to get some stuff on TV. Y'all hush up. Is it not enough to see my name at the end of the program? What do you want from me? That is, that is my name. What more do you want, people? That's my name there. But on that note, man, let me ask you this. What, what are some things down there in terms of, I mean, you guys might have discussed this earlier when you were talking earlier, but okay. so forgive me if it's, it's coming back to it. But in terms of mentoring and helping, do you have anything there that in terms of training new writers, yeah. in particular black writers, to, yeah. to, to learn the craft? Like, or do you have like, yeah. like in, in LA, we had like the organization of black screenwriters where we tried to help yeah. writers come through and learn all the stuff. There's fellowships. Mm. What is South mm -hmm. Africa doing in terms of training writers, mm -hmm. and in particular, uh, Black South African writers? Like, what's mm -hmm. what's what's happening there, and what are some things, if you know of, that you can share with us? Sure. So I'm I'm, I'm very very involved in that side of it. Um, I, I train a lot of writers. Um, I'm involved in a lot of the mentoring, one-on-one -on -one mentoring, group mentoring. Um, I work a lot with the Writers Guild of South Africa, and we we've been rolling programs out for a while now. But now last year. We started a, a new government-funded pro, uh, program um, where we go into communities 
um, and we teach people um, the art uh, and craft of screenwriting. And right. that's, that's been rolling out for about a year now. Um, I was involved in, in the train the trainer course. So I trained the people that are doing the training. Okay. Um, and uh, I was part of the part of part of the, the the team that put the curriculum together as well. So I know it at a, at a grassroots level. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So there is a right. there right. is a lot happening in terms of training. But it's it's a you know Lisa, it's actually a very interesting and a, and, a, and a very uh, kind of a a multi leveled question because. <clears throat> And I'm a person that's been involved in education and training probably for the last 20 years. So it's not just with screenwriting, mm-hmm. but uh, my, uh, by by profession, I'm actually a human resources manager. So I'm 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 used to training people. And mm-hmm. and and when you when when you when you think about it, it has to start at a basic level. Then you need to build, just like any education system, you need to build, 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 build on those things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the place at which at, at which I get a group of guys together in a township in South Africa and say to them, this is three-act structure. This is how you develop a character bio. There's a very long procedure or mm-hmm. a, a massive gap between that and right. them being in a writer's room. But, right. but, but it's hard for them to understand that. It's hard for them to understand that. So we also have, just to tie into that conversation, um, we have a couple of organizations. The one I spoke about is the, the, the National Film and Video Foundation. Yeah, in the province of KwaZulu-Natal, we have the KwaZulu-Natal Film Commission, which is kind of like the NFEF, but they do the same work specifically in our province. And they push right. heavily for training, but right. they also give a lot of film grants. So for instance, um, if you've got a, a, a film that you want to, a script you want to write, you can go to them, fill in an application form, and they will pay you for six months to and write that script. Wow. Nice. They will, nice. They, will, they will give you the funding to do it. So the opportunities <laughs> are there. But here's the thing. So when it comes to the, the KZNFC, I'm, I'm, I'm one of their script editors. So when you get chosen to, to, uh, um, to get funding to write your script, they will assign you to a script editor to walk you through the process, right? So it's kind of like a mentorship and I'm making sure that the script is right and helping them. I meet with them once a week. Uh, we brainstorm, I give them notes. It's like a long process, right? Okay. But often what I will find is, and I say this to a lot of people, it's not just about the story idea and the writing, it's also about the writer, right? Mm. So the writer has to be positioned to take advantage of the opportunity. There's no sense taking a guy who's got a basic level. I, sometimes I know for myself, some of my ideas are bigger than I am. I mean, I just tweeted about it the other day, right? I've got this, this amazing space opera, sci-fi. I can't write that maybe in 10 years. Right? <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have Battlestar Galactica skills at the moment, right? That's not me. So you often have these guys with these grandiose ideas, and this is what they'll do. They'll approach a person kind of like me or a writer, and they'll say, I'm mm-hmm. applying for funding to write, but I don't know how to do the synopsis. I mean, I'm talking at that <laughs> level. Right? Right, so, right, right. so then they'll, 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 they'll get this guy on board. This guy will write everything that's needed for the application. He will get the funding, but now he doesn't know how to write. Right. And then they they, right. they 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 put him with me, and then I'm like, let's go, let's go. And, Whoa, something's not right. Mm-hmm. And now I've got a writer that I've actually got to take right through the teaching and the learning process. Besides the right, so what I'm I'm saying is that there are gaps, that the process, the educational process, has not been 
thought through carefully because it's still kind of uh, being worked out. But right. also right. There's, 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 there, are, there are connections that need to be made. So, for instance, once the script is finished and approved, now what? So, yeah, I'm sitting at home with the script. I've mm. been paid for six months or a year to write the script. What do I do with it now? Right. So there's now a gap between script development and production. Right. So what we should be doing is as soon as we see the guy is getting to his final draft, he should be in a room with producers and directors and, and whatever the case may be. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. And they should be already talking about what can we do with this and where's the best fit? Should it be a co-production? How do we get the fun? Long before he gets to, we finished, now what? And you kind of just kick him out uh, into the world with his script. So we are doing things. We are very very uh, um, passionate about training people, but I feel like there's, we need to think the process through a little bit more because at the end of the day, what is the, what is the, 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 the best testimony or proof of education in mm -hmm. filmmaking? It's the right. product. Right. Where's the film? Where's the right. film? So like people say to me, well, are you guys helping? Yeah, we are. And the next question is, so where's all these films? Where can I go? And I can't answer you. I can't Let answer you. Let me ask you a question, Ben. You just, you just sparked something. I was just talking about this the other day on a, on, a, on a panel that I was on. And one of the questions I get, and Lisa knows, we get, we get asked to be people's mentors a lot. I probably get two or three of them a week. And the fascinating thing to me is, here's, the, here's, here's what I don't love. What I don't love is somebody going, I really want to work with you. I really want to learn how to write, right? I want to do this. I want to do that. And... I'm the type of person, and I probably get in a little trouble for this, it might sound a little arrogant. I want somebody who's more like myself. You know, I always tell the story. I was, I'm 50 years old. You know, when I first started in this business, I was 12. You know, and I would take the bus, like you said, an hour or two to San Francisco to go audition for plays and theater and everything because I was curious about it at 12 years old. Can, you know? I, can, I, just, can I just say that uh, even though Hillier said he's 50, he only looked 30, y'all. So he's a vampire. <laughs> I've added, I've added <laughs> to my vampire. I'm just letting y'all know. Well, continue, you, you, continue, you, continue, you, Hillier. Continue, Hillier. Yeah. <laughs> Yulia and I are the same age. Yulia, we're the same age. Okay, awesome. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. What I, what I want people to do is go, hey, I've been doing these things. Does that sound right to you? As opposed to <laughs> what do Wait. I do? Hold up, hold up, Hila. Let me, you're, let me asking the guy, you're, asking, you're asking the guy that took two buses 14 hours to Johannesburg whether people should do more. It's like, <laughs> are, you, are you seriously asking me, let me No, 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 you're missing the whole point. You're missing the whole okay, point. cool. Cor correct me. The whole me. point that I'm saying is I want somebody like what you did, Ben. I want to help that motherfucker who's willing. I'm agreeing. Who's willing to go fuck? It's 2021. Even in even in South Africa, you guys have the internet, so yeah. everything you can Google everything. So okay. don't come to me when you could have done some work. You know what I mean? Okay. It's all there. That hustle. That's hustle. what frustrates yeah. me is not yeah. having any initiative. Okay. Yeah. So it's like it's like this. This is what you and I are on the same page. 100% you on the same page. So so. So my thing is that we, it's a good thing to want to help people, mm -hmm. but it's important to qualify the people that you help. There you go. 
Right. So, so that's how, that's how, like, okay, give you a simple example. People are fun exactly like you. People, my DMs have stopped answering DMs because they, they, they have a plethora of people constantly asking for help. And I love helping people. Mm -hmm. I had a guy on there, young guy, black guy from South Africa, uh, Mm -hmm. found me on Twitter and he's like, I need to know how to write, uh, uh, you know, the structure of a television episode. Oh my God! See, and, like and, that. See, it's, it's on there. It's, it's on there. Right, right. Can can you please send? Can you please send me a sample? And I'm like, go on Google. And he's like, he's he's like, no, no, wait. I want you to hear. I want you to hear the answer. I want you to answer the answer. The answers. I don't have access to the internet. My answer. But you are talking to me on Twitter right now. <laughs> So, I, 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 I don't know what don't to be, tell you. Don't be, don't be, don't be like saying people out here like, uh, how are you talking to me right now, then? <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's like, it's I like I, 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 I had to, you know, you know, people don't believe me. I, I, I gave you, the, I gave you the, 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 the main, the main plot points of my story. I left out all the subplots, right? Because. You know when I when I started writing Iliad, I started writing on an old BlackBerry, a second-hand BlackBerry. Mm. That's how I started writing scripts. I like nothing has come easy for me. I've had to fight for every single thing. Besides it not being accessible, I've had people trying to shut me out this industry from day one. I've had people stabbing me in the back. It doesn't bother me. I know where I'm going. So when you come to me with the sob story and you say to me, help me, help me, but I can't even try and help myself. It's like <laughs> I've, I've, got to, I've got to wonder exactly what you're saying, whether I would be a miss and a bad steward of my experience and teaching mm. ability to invest in you right. who's right. going to waste it when there's somebody else down the road who needs it, will grab it and will run with it. The, yep. the little bit that I give them, they will take it and they will take it further. That's the guy that I'm looking for. Because because let's be real, that's what it takes to be successful in the industry. The, the, the person that does the least, you'll get away with it, but sooner mm-hmm. or later it's going to catch up with you. Yep. But if you have dreams of really going far, you have re- dreams of, of being a showrunner, I want to do this, that's the kind of, it's not about talent, it's about character. What is your What is your character like? What is your character like? Especially if you like in a country like I am, where you're saying you, you hard times, we're struggling, we're struggling. What are your struggles teaching you? Mm. Sure, surely it should be teaching you something. Right. You of all people should have more character, more resilience, more passion, more perseverance than everybody else, because that's what you need to survive. But I'm with you 100%. Uh, there's, there's no lie detected there. That's like 100% truth. Indeed. 100%. Indeed. Right. That's. Right. That's fascinating to me. I mean, it's just, it just amazes me. Every, everybody on your level, on our levels that we talk to, we have the same problem with, you know, emerging writers coming up. They want the fast thing to get it. They want and, it now. And, and, and we yeah. say this to them all yeah. the time. Like, literally, yeah. everything you need, if you have access to the network, to, to the internet, it's online. Yeah. Like, there's... Yeah. Based, and there's stuff on YouTube, like literally, like yeah. part of yeah. my the writing. I do a lot YouTube, of different what they writing. Call it, YouTube Listen, University. Yes, yeah. like yeah. there's stuff. Yeah. Like literally, I do all kinds of writing, and there's like I do a lot of fiction writing, um, in terms of like indie publishing, traditional publishing. 
there's people that can tell it's out there. Like I yeah. wish, like I swear yeah. to God, I yeah. wish this stuff was there when me and Hilliard yeah. first started out. Like yeah. if I would have yeah. had that and the fact that it's free. Yeah. A lot free. of this stuff yeah. is free. Yeah. Yeah. free. Yeah. And there's that yeah. I, I don't know if it's a generational thing. I don't yeah. know what it is, but there seems to be a disconnect in terms of the internet and usage and, and getting the information and getting to a level where you need to be, where people want stuff handed to them. And it's, I don't know. I don't know what I don't that, get it. that is. I don't, I don't, it, does, it doesn't I, compute. I it doesn't compute. It doesn't compute for me. It's like, and I, I don't know how to define it. I don't know how to quantify it. Um, you know, it's like, because these are, these are people that are on the internet all the time. Like I say, you're complaining that you don't have access, but you're right. talking to me on Twitter. I, right. I, just another, another, give me another experience, right? I, I just, cause we are talking about this. So I'm at, I'm at the supermarket, right? I'm at the supermarket. I'm paying for my groceries and there's a young man packing, packing my stuff, you know, in the packets. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, he's just the way he articulated to me himself to me. I liked him. He mm-hmm. was well-spoken. He was mannered, you know, he had, manners he was just he impressed me right? right so i said to him i said to him you sound like such a, a great young person what are you doing here packing you know like what's the plan <laughs> is this the right. plan like you know and he's like oh no you know i really want to do something with my life or want to study uh, but i don't have money i can't get a a, a scholarship or a bursary i'm stuck here so so i thought let me test it so i said to him how much do you think it costs to, to study? He said, oh, tens of thousands, 70,000 rands. I said, do you know that there are places like Udemy um, and other kinds of, 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 of courses that you can do online that you can play a fraction of that price, maybe mm-hmm. 150, 250 rand, and at least starting to skill yourself up and put it on your CV, you can mm-hmm. do something. He said, oh, I don't even have that 150 rand. He said to me, right? Mm-hmm. I said to him, give me your phone number. Mm. Right, I said, here's the website. I'm going to pay for your course. I'm being dead wow. serious. I said to him, uh, I will pay for your course. Right, I come, I come to the supermarket once a week. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. You've got, have you got a phone? I've got a phone. Okay, you got data. I got data. Right, go and check it out. When I come back next Friday, I want you to tell me what course you want, and I will pay for it out my pocket so wow. that you can study. Mm. I came back the next week. Do you know that the next week he had excuses? Do you know that he had excuses? He's like, uh, you know, I, you don't, life is complicated. I'm like, dude, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to sign up and study for you and then yes. give you the certificate? Like, what do you want? Exactly. So <laughs> and I'm wondering what the fear, I think it has something to do with fear. Like, it might be imposter syndrome. I don't, what's, what do you think the fear behind that is? Because it's like, when I see people who are in poverty situations and then you give them the opportunity something and they don't make that next step, I'm trying to figure out what the disconnect is. Mm. Uh, maybe it's the fear of like, they can't live up to your expectations or maybe it's the fear of here's someone who's giving me this opportunity. What if I fuck up? I'm just wondering, mm. I'm just, I'm just thinking I'm playing it's devil's advocate in of terms of what's yeah, going yeah. on behind that because i know in terms of someone who's giving the opportunity to somebody and you get frustrated like i'm handing it to you why aren't you but i'm trying to think in terms of their viewpoint like what what is stopping them from that and is it like the imposter syndrome or is it the fear of failure or is it the fear of success i don't i don't I, i'm trying to figure out what that is to try to help people get through what that what do you think ben 
That's such a great question. Um, and I, I think you, you like you, you, you're thinking on such a deep level there, Lisa, because it's a, it's, it is a, it is both a possibility, right? It could, and it could be, what if, you know, what if, what, what if I mess up, you know, uh, or like you say, what if it works, you know, so, which makes me think that wherever you are in your life, as miserable as it is, it's more comfortable than where you can go to. Listen, right? that is so key. Not to, not to interrupt you, Ben, but no, no, I've, been, I've, I've been reading some other books and stuff. And it's in terms of trying to figure out why people don't make the next, the next step in their lives to do better. And it's that yeah. whole situation of their security and the comfort of knowing what you already have than yeah. the fear of stepping out on something that's, yeah. you, don't, you don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. And I, yeah. and it, and it, it makes me sad because there's so many talented people. And I'm pretty sure there's other people like that young man you were talking about who probably have those gifts, but when it's presenting to them, yeah, I, I don't know what that is to get them past that hump. I, I, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, I'm wondering, and I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be very, trying to think big picture about it is 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 it a personality thing is it a personal experience thing or is it because of the country that i'm in where we've we've had people suffer under uh, you know a, a racist system for decades and decades and yeah. self-esteem has been battered down where you you don't believe that you could do it but but here's the funny thing right? yeah <laughs> the funny yeah thing. yeah Everything has its equal and opposite, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so as much as you have that guy, like where you where you giving him the opportunity in his hand, and you might be too afraid to take it. You have mm-hmm. the other extreme where people just have so much confidence, right. like to the point of like you trying to tell them, hey, slow down and like learn the craft, and you know, and they're like, hell, I don't need slow, slow that. your roll, man. <laughs> I don't need that, you know. I I've got it. I believe in myself. I mean, I have that, you know. Like I don't know what the phrases are, but that's a phrase in South Africa. Just believe in yourself. It's like I have people all the time. Give me a. You you're always running writing rooms. Why don't you give me a chance? You know, I'm like I say, sure, I'll, I'll give you a chance. How do you know that you can? You can function. Have you worked in a writing room before? No, but I believe in myself. No, that's not quite enough. And then you say like, um, okay, can you send me some samples of your writing? And then there's like silence on the other side, you know? Uh, I'll, 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 I'll get back to you. You, t- you touched on something, Ben, because just, let's, let's just be honest. For South Africa in particular, in terms of apartheid, like... It's really been recent, like literally the 90s, especially when you've had your reconciliation stuff that you guys have been dealing with down Mm. there. Mm. You guys are really in the infancy. And so a part Mm. of me, in terms of somebody who comes from America, who comes from black folks who've been doing this since Mm. 1619, there is a thing in terms of once you do get your so-called quote unquote freedom, there is that kind of lag time in terms of mm. seeing the confidence and seeing that you can really, because like, like it's so recent, like people think it's been a long time since apartheid. Like I'm a mm. grown ass woman. Like I remember <laughs> apartheid mm. like yesterday, like literally mm. I was working at a black bookstore in San Diego where we were doing mm. stuff in terms of ain't going to play Sun City. Mm. We not going to do all this. Like to me, that's recent, even though I'm grown mm. grown. But it's mm. like yesterday for me, and I feel mm. like South Africa is still, and I'm just talking about black South Africans, mm. Are, mm. are still kind of in the infancy of really 
seeing themselves. It's kind of like for us over here, and I'm talking for black Americans in terms mm. of a lot of times for us, we didn't believe we can do things until we saw another black person doing it mm-hmm. and it became mm-hmm. real. And I feel mm-hmm. like South Africa, you were kind of like, and I'm not saying you guys are like behind us, but I'm saying you guys are behind us in terms of your recent quote unquote freedom. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're still in your infancy and maybe because of conditioning and generational trauma, it is hard for young filmmakers and content creators to really believe, even though they may have you as a, an example of someone who's made it, it might still be hard because it's so new to be actually to believe in that. And I feel like that type of generational trauma and seeing and doing that disconnect is still fresh. Mm, so mm, I'm, I'm going to mm. have faith that you guys can do it because us black Americans, we're just now getting accolades. Mm. We're just now doing things where we're like, because there's a meme joke that's going around where we call Meryl Streep the black Viola Davis. (laughs) 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 And we're just now getting content and stuff where it feels like like black Americans are getting all of this. It's what we call that kind of like high visibility. Yeah, yeah. But that's only happened because of hundreds of years of us doing the work to put it in and and work on that. And I feel like South Africa, you guys are just still in the infancy of your quote unquote freedom and colonialism. I want to have that faith that that young man and others like him can get through that. Where those of you like people like yourself won't judge them harshly in terms of why aren't you doing and doing that? To kind of understand that kind of trauma, that psychic trauma yeah. that's still dealing yeah. with. Yeah, no, no, you, you under, you're hundred percent on the money, and it's like it's coming back, it's almost segueing back to 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 what Hilliard asked earlier, um, and what we are talking about, just in terms of expecting people to do certain things. And I'm a lot. I'm, 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 it seems like him and I are very alike in that way. But different people depending on who you are and what you've been through in your life and the lessons you've learned, because you can go through stuff and learn nothing, right? Mm-hmm. But some people can go through stuff and learn and grow from what they're going through. That's so true. you can go through trauma, right? And then you can mm-hmm. learn, okay, let me not do it this way or let me be stronger here, whatever. And then you get to the point that when you're given something, an opportunity, you've built enough confidence to be able to take a hold of that thing and go with it. It's like, that's kind of who I am as a person. If I set my mind on something, nothing's stopping me. I'm going to do that. Not everybody is like that. Yeah. And, and one, of the, one of the things, exactly, it's, it's how you build. So we can't expect everybody to be built the way we are. Yeah. But at the same time, the, the other com- really complex uh, sort of component to the whole discussion is like you used a good example of it's almost like it's almost like birthing, like it's like the nation has been born. We've like born into a new freedom, but it's 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 also the idea that we in our infancy, um, but you're coming into an industry um, that has already got kind of. And when I say industry, I'm talking about the South African industry and Africans in South Africans in the South African industry, mm-hmm. which was run white run for. A long time, I was just showing my kids adverts on TV where you see no black people, you know, mm. no continuity of black right. people. You only saw white right. people, right? So, right. And, and they were they were laughing. This is like the funniest thing to them. And I'm saying, well, yeah, yeah, this is, we're in Africa, right? But this, this is kind of what I grew up on looking at those right. faces on TV, right? So 
then you give the industry to black people because that's really what has happened, right? We've, the industry has been, okay, there, but you've prepared none of those people for the industry. Okay. It's almost, and I, 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 know my, I don't know if I'm explaining myself properly, but it's almost like giving somebody a job, you, oh, oh, you want it, there you go, but you know they're not prepared because the intention is for them to yeah. break down and fail yeah. somewhere along the way, right? Exactly. So, so that's kind of the situation. So people, especially let me talk from a writing room kind of, of, of sure. point of view. Uh, we hadn't written before. We didn't know about writing rooms. We didn't know how television worked. But here came the opportunity. So we all rushed in and we took what we could because that's what desperate situations mm -hmm. do, right? So then now you've got people that have no real... A uh, real kind of of, of 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 framework and foundation for 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 uh, longevity and quality and longevity of quality in the industry. We are only doing what we what we can do with what we have. Mm -hmm. um, but the people looking from the outside look at that and they say, "Wow, this the black faces on TV. There right. are black people writing, telling black right. stories. This is amazing. So we 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 so taken up with this stuff that it hasn't cottoned on to us that we can do so much better. We mm -hmm. can do so much more. We can reach right. for so much more. We're just happy to to have what we have now. It's it's fine. And I still remember, you know, one one of my friends who was a very well-known producer here. Um, we were putting a show together. He hired me as, 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 the, as the head writer. We put the show together. And I said to him, now, when we speak about shows in South Africa, our shows run for 20 years. Like 20 years we can wow, run a show, really? no problem. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. 20 yeah, years? Yeah. Jesus. 20 years. We get, we get audiences here of 12, 13 million a show easily. What? You know, Easily, yes, easily. That's, those are the numbers we get. We start off at 5 million. So, wow. I said to him, how do we know? He said, this show is going to run for 20 years. I said to him, how do you know that? How can you know that at the beginning? And he smiled at me and he says, it's because I created for them. <laughs> so so I, 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 I put everything into that show mm -hmm. so that they can see themselves, they can see their culture, and they believe this is my show, this is us, and they'll watch it for the next 20 years. So that's kind of... That's kind of a strategy that we use here, but that doesn't always make for the best kind of television because you have an audience that once they buy into it, right, they are committed and loyal to that show no matter right. what. And you they can even throw, you, you can throw crap at them after that, they're fine, you know, because it's like it's our show. It's crap, yeah. but it's our crap, you know. <laughs> so it's like, I, I really feel like that was the disservice coming back to what you were saying, Lisa, that mm. we do have the opportunities, um, but I feel like the infrastructure isn't there to help us keep leveling up and becoming, right. because where are we going with this? It's like, I feel like we're in a cocoon, and, and that's why sometimes I feel a little suffocated because I'm trying to reach out and I'm saying, my, my destiny is not just here in local television. Mm -hmm. I want my stuff on the big streaming platforms. You know, I, I want to reach into Hollywood, into Britain, into Australia. You know, I want to be a showrunner on HBO. This is not mm -hmm. it for me. And I want other people to think that way and come with me. But to do that, we've got we've to look honestly and realistically at where we are and say that we can do better than this. We can. Like, we can. It's, it sounds like you're just, you're just in the chrysalis stage, you know, which is Feels you know, like the only thing about butterflies is like it's and 
you might be like, oh, I'm ready to go ahead. But it's like you have to let that marinate. You have to let that. And if you know anything about butterflies and the chrysalis stage, literally, they disintegrate. They liquefy. And, and they still haven't figured out how butterflies do this. It's a transformation within that cocoon before it can actually emerge to become yeah. what it needs to become. Mm-hmm. And to me, it yeah. sounds like the South African film industry is in that chrysalis stage. Even, mm. You know, you're in the cocoon, chrysalis, and it's going to be what it's going to be. But I feel like you, as one of those people, are going to usher that in. And it probably is very frustrating for you to be that person who's part of that charge, which is unfortunate in a way, too, because there's a lot of times when you are the person ordering in a new age of filmmaking, a lot of times you don't get to see the fruition of it. Right. But you're the person who planted that seed and it's difficult and it's frustrating. But I just want to say to you, Ben, just to keep, as we say over here in the old gospels, you know, hold on just a little while longer, that old gospel Mm -hmm. thing, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. and and that's just how it is. But Mm -hmm. I'm just letting you know, we see you. Like I'm saying, those of us who are fans of film, who are watching what South Africa is putting out, we see Mm -hmm. you and we understand. And I don't want your frustration Mm -hmm. to make you feel like, why am I doing this? No one gets this. We do. So I'm just letting you know that I see you and I see what you're trying to do. And for you not mm. to to waver off your path, I guess what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I yeah. want to echo that a little bit, too. As, as I was saying before, Ben, on and offline, you know, that, you know, you've been somebody, somebody I've been following for a little while. And and I love all the positivity that you have to say. It's it. And, and the the experience you have and the. The, the gifts that you give and the knowledge that you drop, you know, this is coming from Twitter a lot, of course, but if you can do it there, you can do it anywhere, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. And so just to echo a little bit what she's saying, <clears throat> like 50, you know, is a show that's on Netflix. I mean, now it's, it is everywhere, you know? Mm. So your shows are starting to make it over here. Mm. We are mm. able to see these things. So what I wanted to ask you, just piggybacking off of what she's talking about, now you have a rep over here. What's your plan now you have a rep over in America, in LA, mm. you know? Yeah, so that 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 was a, a massive step forward for me because, I mean, how do you, how does a guy from Africa get the, the, the Hollywood industry to look at his stuff? Or how do you know who to even reach out to? So yeah. the, whole, the whole thing was, I need a rep. And that's what the, the, the script competitions were about. Mm-hmm. I only aimed for ones that, that could possibly get me meetings, right. um, and, and so so yeah, so so that happened last year. So we've been we've been working on a number of things, um, and as you guys know, you know the wheels always turn slower than you think they will, and you got to be patient, okay, yeah. and you got to do things properly. Um, so we're working on a number of things. Um, he's got he's got a, a feature of mine that uh, we've been rewriting, um, trying to figure out what exactly to do with it because it's very African. Mm-hmm. Um, in its world, um, but it's very, very universal in its story. So we've, we've, we've been through a couple of rewrites. He's, he's pitched it to a couple of people and they're interested in it. We're trying to, we're trying to see whether this is a script we can actually make or whether it's just going to open doors along the way and that's sure. what it is. It's a calling sometimes card. It's just a sample. Yeah. That's, that's sometimes right. that's what it yeah. is, right? Right. So right. we, we we're trying to figure that out. So I've, I've done I've done two rewrites on it. Um, you know, uh, we felt it needed to be a little bit um, <clears throat> to add more production value and and kind of just um, 
unpack in a, in a, in a, in a, in sort of a more subtle way certain things about the story that perhaps people overseas would not understand mm. um, uh, and they might look at it and say either that doesn't make sense or man we can't watch that in a cinema um, but here where I am that's very normal mm. uh, and, and, and very real so we be looking at those kind of things and then I did that and then he came back to me and he said oh, you know I feel like we've lost something from the first one so <laughs> So we need, we need to, what we don't want to do is we don't want to write a Hollywood blockbuster right. as in uh, we, we don't want, we don't want all the set pieces. We want a raw, gritty, emotional story where it feels like you're walking with this person through their life mm-hmm. because it's a, cho- it's a story about child trafficking. So it's got to be, it's got to be raw and it's got to be gritty, right? right so yeah. that's where I am at the moment. I'm now pairing back everything. Um, he's also sitting with a pilot of mine. Um, that I sent to him that he's, he's, he's having a look at. And then I'm just finishing now a pitch deck of a new story um, that he wants to take to somebody. So things are happening. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, 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 there's nothing but good things that have come out of the relationship. So I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for it. But I don't, I just keep, I just keep working and, and letting him do what he's supposed to do and I do what I'm supposed to do. When it's time to happen, it'll happen. Yeah. Um, hey, Lisa, I'm not kidding. <laughs> do you do you notice the pattern? <laughs> Which is here's this is something funny, Ben. So, not only are you you know running shows over there, thirteen episode shows or whatever they are, we're also hearing you're also writing movies and TV shows and stuff. So it's like, when do you have time? Guess when you have time. <laughs> Guess yeah. when you have time. Yeah. When you make time. Yeah, people sit on, oh, I'm on a show. I don't have time to do anything else. It's like, no, bitch, you should be writing shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Still, you have to find time. Yeah. Yeah. Can I I be nosy, Ben? And and is that is that your writing board behind you? Because the teacher and me is a chalkboard, and I'm like, is that your (laughs) writing board? And and as you're talking, I'm like, I'm listening. But that subconscious part of me is like, what's on that board? What do you got cooking behind him on that board back there? What's going on? <laughs> this is my board. This is my board. So I, I, I wanted a board. I needed it because I, I functioned really well in the writer's room. And, I, and, and when I write, my brain works better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I didn't know what to do. I kept complaining about it. Uh, and I woke up one morning and my wife had painted this entire wall with blackboard uh, paint for me. Okay. Um, so, so this is now my board where I chuck my ideas and my plot points and whatever down. So yeah, so it's right here. I work. This is my lounge. I kind of work. My kids are homeschooled, so we're all sitting around working together. This is every day. <laughs> this is this is my this is my life. Yeah. That's, That's nice. Right. That's a, wait, That's how, how 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 old are your children? I've got four. My son turned nineteen. Um, in Feb, I've got a daughter who's going to be 18, and I've got twins that are going to be 13 in oh, July. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You got a whole so brood there. Yeah. I got a full house. Yeah. Yes. Full house. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> full house. Well, th- well, thank you, Ben. I mean, I appreciate you coming on the show, hanging out with us, uh, man. It's a pleasure. Um, it's a pleasure, keep, man. Keep doing excellent things on Twitter and dropping knowledge and passing information, which is what you do, you know, and I appreciate that. Um, this is going to drop tomorrow. Um, okay. So be sure to you know retweet it or whatever you need to do or you know post yeah. it. It's it's free. Um, and thanks, man. Hey, can uh, where can people find you on Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you are? 
Okay, so uh, I've cut down my social media. You're only going to find me on Twitter. <laughs> uh, you only find me there. And it's Ben Johnson. Two o one eight. Simple as that. And that's me. Yeah. All right. That's it. Awesome. Yeah. Where are you at, Lisa? Oh, Jam. Uh, Twitter, yeah. Instagram. I'm on, I forget if I'm on Facebook, but I don't know if I have it on private. So I need to open up my Facebook. So yeah. So yeah. What fresh hell is this? Um, on Twitter. What fresh hell is this, Lisa? On on. Is it Instagram? Maybe it is. Who knows? Who knows? And then on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm your host, Hillary Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter. I say Twitter like I'm cool, Ben. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a little, little sass in that. Exactly. In there. <laughs> I'm also on Clubhouse, of course, because, uh, you know, that's just what happened. Um, and you, got, <laughs> you can follow like this show. Wait, wait. You said that's just what happened, as if you had just no control happened. over it. <laughs> Can't help it. Um, I'm also on, uh, uh, you can follow the show. Screenwriters are, are on Twitter. Uh, any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you guys listen to. Give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. It's very important. Um, we also have our website, ScreenWritersRR.com. You can buy t-shirts and mugs and all that. Is that your dog, Ben? That's I my dog. It. Who was whose dog? I know yeah, you got your two little ones. That's a that big dog, like, too. That sounds like a big that's dog. That's a big, that's a big dog. dog. What's, what's your dog's name, Ben? Regnaw. Oh! Yes. <laughs> From the Vikings TV show? Yeah. Oh! yeah. Yes, that's my favorite character. You know what? That's a good dog. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, um, like awesome. I said, you, you can go on the website and get all that, that merch and stuff. We have t-shirts and hats and everything on there. We appreciate it. Um, please go on our Patreon. You know, um, Send us a little something on there. We appreciate it. It helps everything for the show. Um, Chris will be back next week. And um, lots of good shit coming for you guys, for sure. So everybody joining me for Wakanda Forever. Um, You guys know how we do it on the Rant Room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? Wakanda Wakanda Forever. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for next week. Shout out. I promise to say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Red So you wanna be a rider? Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing and doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room.